Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and today, oh, I've got another topic I'd love to share, and that is uh, this beautiful quote. And I think it, it really exemplifies uh, so much of what we talk about in coaching and, and helping people live the, the, the visions and the dreams and the goals that they've got. And, and that uh, quote is, uh, I've got your back. I've got your back. And that's just so cool. I've got your back. So the question might be, number one, does your spouse have your back? It's the one of the things I can honestly say anchors a relationship between uh, Lotte and I. Lotte's half my age, 36, and I'm 106. Yep. And, uh, and yet, we're pretty much, of all the relationships and marriages I've had, I could pretty much say that this person, Lotte, has my back. Now, it doesn't mean I doesn't mean, can't stand on my own two feet and be self-sufficient and do my thing, but I'm pretty sure if I slipped, no, I'm not pretty sure, I know for a fact, if I slipped mentally, emotionally, physically, health, relationship, whatever, financially, if I slipped, she'd catch me. Just sort of a no, a known. The next part of this would be, does she care? So, she's a triathlete. She's trying to get to the world champ. She's probably not going to get there and probably not going to get to the Olympics because of lack of funds. That's okay. I've got her back. Uh, I can't pay for it all. But I can help her. And up until now... Got a little bit of red yellow bike up and, uh, out there. It's the surf patrol on Bondo Beach. If you uh, kids ever watch Bondo Rescue, it's the guys clearing the beach at 6.15 in the morning so the swimmers don't get hit by surfboard. So I've got your back, yeah. So I've got her back. And no matter what happens, I don't care if she uh, has a thousand injuries and goes through a thousand traumas. I'm sitting there, not engaged, it's not my triathlon, it's not my event. I've got her back. I want everything. I would even uh, say to her, and I have verbally, that I would sacrifice our relationship to help her live her dream. If she met somebody else who was more appropriate to live with to get her dream. I'm for it. That's love. And that's, I think it comes down to those words, I've got your back. And there's no if. There's no if. There's no like, we don't say to each other, if you do this, I've got your back. No, I've got her back. And it's, it's an absolute commitment. Now, it's whether she takes that or not, that's up to her. Whether she needs it or not, that's up to her. But the fact of the matter is, that's the strength that you bring in a relationship for another person. You say, I've got your back. I'm your number one fan. I want you to get your goals. 
Now, if that person starts saying, oh, I'm traumatized today because I'm worried about something, or I'm uh, stressed today because somebody at work didn't give me what I want, or, well, having their back is not solving the problem, it's giving them space to wallow in their problem. I do not solve my partner's problems. I don't. I've got her back to help her live her future in her direction. And I believe in her as a triathlete and as an amazing human being. I believe in her. That's having someone's back. It's not solving them problems or fixing their dramas or making them weak because we step in and try to alleviate the stresses that they self-create as a lower consciousness. Having their back means that you give that person space to go through their daily melodrama of lower consciousness so that they get back on track. And sometimes that's a little more difficult than interfering. Sometimes if my partner is stressed by her work or or the coach or something or not doing a great swim or doing something like that. I sit there, I bloody want to solve the problem. It's a blokey thing. I want to solve the problem. But I know, I know that if I fix her problems, I haven't got her back. That's not having a person's back to solve their problems, to fix their stress, to alleviate their dramas. That's not having their back. That is actually weakening them. Having their back is staying silent, is, is being available. Listen to this guy giving these people their coaching. Imagine paying for that. You get up in the morning. It's a beautiful, beautiful Bondi morning. It's gorgeous out at sea. There's hundreds of people surfing. The storms are gone. The, the beach is dead flat. It's, uh, the sun's rising, it's going to be 18 degrees soon, I think today it's going to be 27, there's people running around, it's bloody fantastic, and you pay some guy to scream at you and say, there are thousand push-ups, What state of mind? You know, the, that one of the best-selling book series ever written is Things for Dummies. It just shows you how we think about ourselves, and uh, imagine paying some guy to scream at you, my gosh, great start to the day. I don't know why you just can't say, okay, now five push-ups. Everybody's motivated. They wouldn't be here if they weren't. Anyway, I guess he thinks that's the way he earns his money. And when you like being abused by a personal trainer, I guess maybe that's the theme <laughs> Self-talk. Okay, so we're getting back uh, here to talk about uh, uh, to talk about what were we talking about before that? Another photo shoot. I'm walking past on the beach. We were we were we were we were talking about that the words "I've got your back," and I think that's the job of a coach. I. As a coach, the most single, most important statement you'll hear from me is, I've got your back. Now, 
the great importance of this, it takes 90% of those stresses and those dilemmas and those challenges and those confrontations and those things of a lower consciousness that could distract you, that you bring home and dump all over the family and dump all over the kids. It takes 99% of all that and wipes it off before you get home. That's my job. If you've got anxiety about the future, any unhealth in all seven areas of life, my job, I've got your back. My job is to keep you healthy in seven areas of life. My job, it's not to scream at you. I know you're motivated. My job is to clear away the debris so you don't dump it on your partner and screw up your relationship. You know, there's a, a really a, a powerful uh, series of videos that I've got on my YouTube account from, uh, from a psychologist. And he's a young, handsome guy, and he talks about uh, neuro-linguistic uh, neurology and about how we make up things in our brain that become real. You know, sort of the placebo stuff. And I think it's really important to get the grip on this. If we talk to ourselves, if we let self-talk like worry about something or anxiety about something, if we let that in, we manifest it. We go in the direction of our dominant thought. What we fear comes near. And so worry is just bringing the thing we're worried about too close. Well, you hire a coach to put a peg in the wall and say, stop fucking worrying. If you're losing sleep over it, one night is too many nights. And if you're stuck and you don't trust your coach to have your back to help you clear the worry away, because worry is just a lopsided perception that something that has got two sides to it, the worry is just focusing on one side. So it's just a matter of saying, what's the other side to this? And you can't do it yourself because you created the dilemma so how can you fix the dilemma you created? It's sort of like being stuck in a bubble. Well, that's what you pay for. That's what the coach is for, to keep you healthy. Seven areas of healthy. And to keep you on, on track. But I don't have to scream at you. You're motivated. Otherwise, you wouldn't pay. I'm here to make sure you don't put obstacles in your own path and to keep the stresses away so that you stay really strongly inspired and you don't need to dig in on a daily basis and self-motivate. No, I don't really want to do that. It's really important stuff because some people measure the quality of their workday by the number of hours they spend sitting behind a desk. And I love the old school KPFs, key performance factors. And I've used them all my life for myself and for others. Such as a KPF might be like this. For you. How many sales calls did you make today? Oh, well, look, I was really busy. I was doing this sheet and I had to finish my tax and I, I uh, had to pick up the kids from school and I had a training session with my gym. No, how many sales calls did you make today? Oh, uh, well, look, you know, the, I had to go to Bunnings and I, I had to go down to the shop and, you know, it was time for a bit of gym and, yep, how many sales calls did you make today? 
None. KPF, zero. How many was it meant to be? Ten. Beat yourself up. If you're going to beat yourself up about something, make it a number, not an emotion. If you're going to give yourself a metric up over which you're going to measure yourself, make it a number. A KPF. How many clients did you serve today? How many times did you contact your staff? How many times did you touch a, well you're not allowed to these days, but how many times did you make contact in a telephone call or a text or something with one of your team? These are KPFs. You can sit down and set your priorities based on a series of KPFs. How many times did you tell your kids you love them? How many kisses did you give your wife? I have an app. Would you believe this? I got a special app, download app, and, and it says uh, six times a day, this app pops up on my phone, like I've just got a text message, and says, kiss Wilmsy, kiss my partner. Now, I kiss, we kiss a lot. Every time we pass in the hallway, we always give each other a peck. But every time the app goes off, I jump up, run in the kitchen, wherever she is, even on the turbo, I'll <laughs> kiss. And I think it's a KPF of mine. How many kilometers do I walk? It's a number. I put it into my Garmin and therefore my phone. And I walk that many kilometers every day. And I try to walk them on the beach and on the path. I don't walk them fast. I don't have any uh, need to do aerobic training in my walking. I just have need to drop some kilometers in Make sure I don't get stuck behind a desk measuring my day by how many computer hours I did. In fact, I have a limit. <coughs> my computer tells me how many hours a day total I'm online. My business doesn't work that way. How many coaching hours? That's different. How many hours I spend on Zoom? That's fantastic. How many hours I spend doing podcasts? Good KPF. KPFs. Key performance factors. Numbers, not emotions. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now.